The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent, is here for our weekly money spot. And Charlie, tell us who a survey has discovered to be, perceived to be the most financially best of people in society. Older people, Matt, uh, essentially. Now, it's not true of all of them, obviously, and I've had a number of people onto me already saying it doesn't apply to them, but the over 60s and the people who are child-free, child-free couples, they're the ones who are financially better off. And now, this is a pretty good survey commissioned by the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. That's the state body that looks after consumers. They they got um, research done and with fifteen hundred people and yeah it, it's a financial well being a very big report and it said look at seventy three percent of the over sixties said they were satisfied with their present financial situation now that's compared to the general population about forty percent of the general population would say or or particularly younger people about forty two percent of nineteen to twenty nine year olds would say they're happy with their financial situation and two thirds of couples with no children. Uh, said they were happy with their lot, their financial lot. So they're the ones who find it easier. So, but in, in fairness, it stands to reason. Children yeah. are a massive financial drain. If you don't have children, you don't have the costs of them. And if you get to the over 60s by that stage, your children should no longer be a financial burden on you. No, they've probably left home. You've probably paid off the mortgage. You know, obviously, you've gone through periods of having paid very high taxes and some very, very high interest rates. They'll be onto me saying that, so I'm going to get that out of the way older people but they're generally 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 and it's a majority thing look it's, it's we're talking it's not everyone we it's know not everybody different financial here. you have to be very, you know there'll be a lot of people will get will get on to me with their individual situation saying this doesn't apply to me but this is a, you know the majority are saying but they were asked about it and this is what they're saying they're saying look at 73% of the over 60 says they're f- happy enough with their financial situation they're the ones who have the savings Matt I mean we have record amounts of household savings in the banks and credit unions about 150 billion euros that's mainly older people who have that they're, yeah, as you say Matt their outgoings are low they're probably rattling around in, an, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a largest house probably difficult to heat no doubt about that they're, they're suffering from uh, energy costs going through the roof but they're able to cope financially okay. that's the point and you're, you're absolutely right younger people with kids they're the ones are feeling the pinch. Can I ask you a question, Charlie, without people thinking that I'm making this as a suggestion, right? But the question is this. Should those savings be taxed in a way because they're not being used productively rather than putting the taxation burden on younger people who have mortgage costs and childcare costs and who are struggling that it would be fairer to have some sort of taxation on excessive savings? Well, the, the, you know, people who have savings will argue that if they earn any interest and they don't earn much, there's very little interest paid, the, the tax on that is 33% anyway. So big third of that goes in, in tax. But and, sir, yeah, and there was the, a case the, under Michael Noonan as finance minister, an emergency levy on, on pensions, pensions. Which was very controversial. Very controversial because people felt, you know, that their lump sum savings yeah. should be left alone very rather unfair. than actually taking money away from people's assets. But could it be that, you know, if we were rejecting the ideas of property taxes in any large amount and the local residential property tax is quite small by comparison with international and if, most, if people have money in the bank doing mm. nothing for them, that, that's where a fair redistribution in society might come if it meant reducing the tax burden on younger people with mortgages or with high rents because they can't mm. even get a mortgage or with high childcare costs. 
Well, you know, then, Matt, you'd be going against the European Central Bank, which is trying to encourage more saving by putting up interest rates. It's trying to discourage borrowing and incentivize people to, you know, save and, and, and stop spending because they're all ways of looking at things is the problem is always a demand-led problem. So, people, you know, people are spending too much, so make them save more. So you, you have contradictory things going on there. Look, people would go nuts if, if there was any suggestion that their savings be taxed. It's their hard-earned money. It's what they put aside for their, their rainy day, you know, for, for, for later in life. And if they're in a home or something, they, and, you know, if they need, an, you know, health care costs. I'm getting the lash out. And I said I was, lash for that. I was only know, asking a question. But, you know, but it's a fair but, question. But here, here are some of the comments there is, there on There's a very unfair distribution at the moment in society. Okay. Do you want us all to put our money under the mattress, says one person? <laughs> Another one goes, Jesus Matt, tax was paid in that money that was saved in the first place. What you're proposing is double taxation. Yeah, which is fair enough. It is after-tax income and people are entitled to have money and put it aside and in many states you're encouraged to do that. In this country we don't do it very well because the state saving schemes are pretty poor but in other countries, you know, it's, it's, it's usually seen as a good society goal to encourage people to save. So, look at, you know, it, 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 it's a fundamental of the system <laughs> to encourage people to put money aside. You would drive, you would cause a revolution. Oh, but I nearly have, I think, judging by the text messages coming in. Eamon and Kilkenny says, if people want children, they can pay for them themselves. I'm not paying for other people's children with my savings being taxed, you bloody communist. No, well, look, that's very short-sighted of you. The replacement rate, you know, is down. We need to keep having young people to keep paying the pensions of the future. Look, at in, in, in about 30 years' time, we're going to have a huge numbers of, of, of over 65s. We need younger working people coming through the system to help fund uh, everything else, the healthcare needs of the older people, etc. Another one says, do you not realise the saved income was already taxed when it was earned? Absolutely. Mm. I fully know. But that doesn't stop things being taxed again. Taxed heavily too. I mean, remember, you can say you know. that. You mean you pay VAT on the things you buy from the income that's left after you've paid your taxation. You get hit by tax everywhere. Look at probably most of that money that's saved was taxed at the marginal rate. In other words, half of what was earned was taxed. Uh, so yeah, you know, people are entitled to put money aside and not have any. You know, it's it's what they do in in mad banana republics. Ta- start taking savings up. off people. You can't do that, man. Well. You see, the reason I ask it is like that, you know, we do have this income disparity Mm. in Irish society, which means half of us can't afford health insurance and pensions. And the other half can. So that then adds to the unfairness and inequality. There's a huge generational difficulty here, you know, where younger people feel really, really squeezed. and, and, And they are squeezed. Yeah, a very interesting survey done by Aviva uh, Life and Pensions where they, they asked people, look, at, would you like to have health insurance? Would you like to have a pension? Would you like to have savings? And people said, yes, we would. But half of them said, 53% said, I just can't afford those things. Would love to have health insurance in particular. Would love to have a pension. Can't afford it because I'm scratching around living day to day. So, yeah, the lucky ones, the older ones particularly, in general, would have the health insurance, would have the savings, would have the pension, would have the old-fashioned pension, Matt, the defined benefit ones, the good ones, the Rolls-Royce pensions. The younger people coming up haven't got it. So, yes, there needs to be some sort of intergenerational kind of redistribution here because younger people are being hit hard with high rents and inability to save no pensions essentially a million people out there don't have pensions so you know, I'm surprised they're not more agitated about this to be honest that they're not far more angry about it and that they're not kicking up a bigger stink about it Okay and then one little bit of good news is that 
those high back-to-school financial costs may be down slightly? They are down slightly, Matt, yeah, which is good news, you know, because that's a massive expense for people with, with kids. And as we were saying, you know, it's people with kids, they're the ones who feel the... You know, find it most difficult. They generally have them. Um, you know, they may have crash costs. They'll have a big mortgage, and and then the, the expense of sending kids to school is huge. But uh, the, the the overall expense of sending kids to back to school is 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 down. The overall cost of doing it is that but because of book rental schemes and is, things like that. It's a lot of that. There's a, there's there's now money that um, goes to the schools to for primary schools to pay for the books, but. The overall kind of cost squeeze means that a lot of people uh, are, 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 are finding it difficult to fund that back to school thing and some of them are going into debt, Matt. Uh, you know, the average cost of, of a secondary school pupil getting them back to school, €1,300. That is a lot of money, it's particularly if you have a couple of kids. And uh, uh, at least that's down from last year when it was €1,500, Euros, but still it's a hell of a lot of money. Um, it's, it's lower, obviously, for, for, for primary school kids. It's just over €1,200. But you know, it's a huge, huge expense. And a lot of parents are saying they have to get into debt to do this. They have to curtail extracurricular activities because they tend to be very expensive. Um, but and look, to be fair, the back-to-school allowance went up this week. It's up about €100. Euros. That's about 230,000 children that benefit from that. But not everybody gets that. So if you don't get that, it's a big expense. You know it's coming up. Of course you know it's coming up, but it's still a big one. Is Cinch the worst-named financial product ever? certainly is. And, you know, the irony of this, this is supposed to be a rival to Revolut, a kind of fast payments thing. This is for the but Irish banks, ARB, for the Irish Bank banks. of Ireland, permanent TSB. They want a way of kind of sending money quickly. You know the way I, I can send money to my kids, unfortunately, very quickly, so they can get on to me when they're in the pub. Via Revolut. Via Revolut. And, and Whereas if you're transferring to another person's bank account... It can take days. It can take days. Even and if you're doing it electronically. Weekends and can take forever, yeah. So look, at the banks came together, they put a bit of money in, they tried to come up with a fast payment system and uh, they got regulatory approval, they've been planning it for ages and all of a sudden last week the central bank turned around and said, hey lads, actually I think you need authorization for this, even though they say they've been asking the central bank about this for a while. So look at this fast payment system. It's not going anywhere quickly. It's not, it's not going to happen until the start of next year at the earliest. So Revolut has a free run at it at the moment when it comes to fast payments because the Irish banks just don't seem to be able to get this thing going or up off the ground. Got to leave it there. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.